0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Idaho discussing Southeast Boise's macabre Manor. Then,
0: I'll be discussing a missing person's case. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the gem state.
1: Idaho is famous for its potatoes and millions of acres of wilderness. As we all know, per the intro, Idaho is the gem state and is one of the only places in the world where you can find the star garnet. Idaho is also known for its trout fishing whitewater, and craters of the moon. The state is a great destination, regardless if you're looking for adventure or simply wanting to relax and enjoy the scenery. But lately, it has been making the headlines for sinister crimes. From Lori Vallow to the Idaho college killings, it seems like something evil must be lurking there. But the truth is this, depraved things are happening in all the states, all the time. Don't let our cases today deter you from taking a family trip up to the Northwest to explore the sites. So, when we were in California, I talked about a murder house. And today I'm going to talk about one in Idaho. I mean, I think every state has one. Or many. Yeah. So it's known as the Boise Murder House. And some even call it the Chop Chop House.
0: The Chop Chop?
1: Yeah, and you're about to find out why. Oh, yay. It's located on 805 West Linden Street and it's still standing today. It looks like an ordinary two story house that has just been a little neglected for a while, but what happened inside of it in the summer of 1987 is unnerving. On June 29, 1987, a 21 year old man named Preston Murr attended a funeral in Boise, Idaho. Later that afternoon, he and a small group of people who also attended the funeral became intoxicated and belligerent. I'm sure emotions are high. It's been a long day. You've been at a funeral. Now you're drinking.
0: I'm drinking after a (laughs) funeral.
1: Probably before. Plenty of people are. Yeah, plenty of people are drinking before, during, and after. So a fight broke out between Preston and two other men. The court documents did not list the two names of the men. But police were called to the scene to break it up, and all three men were cited for disorderly conduct. So after this, they all went their separate ways. Later that evening, Preston called the police from his sister's apartment and told them that someone had called and threatened to kill him. He didn't know who it was. After this, he called his friend Daniel Rogers to try to find out who had called and threatened him. After the phone call, he left the apartment where his girlfriend still was, and went to a Circle K store.
0: Why would he think that his friend would know?
1: I don't know. I guess just to kind of discuss it with his friend. Yeah. But, yeah, we have another Circle K situation. And I actually got gas at a Circle K today for the first time ever, and I'm like, should I not go here? Two of my stories, like, back-to-back have involved Circle Ks. It was fine. But uh, I was a little nervous. <laughs> Stop. This was a Circle K on Boise Avenue, and he met Daniel there and another friend named Darren Cox. Once they all met at the Circle K, Preston was using the payphone and holding a baseball bat. Not good.
0: What year is this? Eighty-seven. Oh, okay. I, I thought that's what you said. Yeah, I was
1: payphones and baseball. I bats. was going to
0: say payphone.
1: Yeah, yeah. See. Didn't have a lot of options. So Preston got into Daniel's car and then they went back to his sister's apartment. So when they got there, they were discussing who the telephone call could have been from. And I read in the court documents that a gun was stolen from Daniel and they were also talking about who could have done this. So someone's trying to threaten Preston and then someone's allegedly stealing Daniel's guns. So there's someone out there just that has it out for them maybe right. possibly possibly So then all three men left the apartment and drove to Daniel's house at 805 Linden Street So you know it's bad from here Mhm Daniel went inside and grabbed one of his guns He had one stolen but he had plenty of backups Preston told Daniel that he thought he knew where his stolen gun was and could show him the apartment. So they drove all around Boise trying to find the apartment and the people who lived there that had allegedly stolen the gun. Preston called his girlfriend and told her what they were doing. She's probably like, y'all are stupid. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they gave up and went back to Daniel's house. Around midnight, an altercation broke out between the three friends. Preston was shot in the shoulder with a three fifty seven Magnum handgun. Then he ran out of the house into the neighborhood. So he's been shot in the shoulder. He runs out of the house. He banged on doors of several houses. No one's answering. He was going door to door. No one's answering. One neighbor peeks out. And saw someone chasing him, and was like, "I'm not opening the door." No. Another neighbor heard him pounding on the door while screaming, "Let go of me!" And he was covered in blood. All of the neighbors were too afraid to open their doors. Well, what would you do? Well, it's hard to say because in this situation, you're seeing another man with a gun running after him. You don't. So.
0: You don't want to be a victim of circumstance.
1: So it's a tough one. It's not like he's by himself. He's being chased yeah, actively, and yeah. He, which is very scary. One neighbor did call the police after he found a trail of blood on his doorstep, and he saw Preston being dragged back into Daniel's house. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So he ran around the neighborhood trying to get help. They caught him, took him back. That's Then I would feel awful. I know. I know. And he was out there for a minute because he went to multiple houses. And you would think – That's the tough thing. It's like if someone just let him in real fast and closed the door behind him. But still, it's like – But think about how you would feel if you were shot and running
0: and trying to – and no one – No one was
1: helping would you. Would help you. But then it's like if I'm home alone and a bloody man comes up to my door banging on it, I'm not going to let him in either. Right. Unless it's like one of our friends. But if it's a stranger, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, what in the hell? I'm going to think it's some ruse to kill me. Right. (sighs) Ugh. So by the time the neighbor called police, it was too late. Preston was dragged back into the basement where Daniel then shot him in the head. This is his friend who he's been hanging out with all night. After this, both Daniel and Darren chopped his body into 13 pieces with an axe. Here we go. And knives. With the dismemberments. They packaged them each in a plastic bag and tossed them into the Brownling Reservoir, which is near the Oregon and Idaho border, so around 100 miles away. The plastic bags, bloody gloves, and other clothing were discarded into a dumpster behind a convenience store in Meridian, Idaho. Also, always dumb to dump your stuff in a dumpster. So, for some reason, the police never showed up that night. Never. Never. If they were called, they didn't go. In the morning, the same neighbor called the police again and basically said, You really need to check this out. A man was covered in blood last night. Running all around our neighborhood, I saw men dragging them into a house. Like, hello, do you not want to, this is a crime scene. Yeah. So this neighbor had blood smeared all over his front door. A trail of blood leading off the doorstep into the street, basically leading back to Daniel's house. So finally the police were like, okay, we'll check it out. So the blood surrounding Daniel's house was enough for police to obtain a search warrant and enter the house. Once inside, they saw the bloody crime scene. Drugs and money were also found and seized. And they discovered a bullet fragment inside a clothes dryer and a bullet hole in a door at the top of the basement stairs. Eventually, they located a handgun belonging to Daniel in the bottom of a speaker stand. Daniel and his wife were arrested on June 30th and charged with possession of controlled substances with intent to deliver and other drug related crimes. Basically, they were just trying to get them on something first, you know. A few days later, police discovered parts of Preston's body along the banks of the reservoir, and police charged Daniel and Darren with murder. Darren Cox talked to police. He was going to tattle it all. He gave them all the details. He even led them to the evidence. He was just giving them everything they wanted. And he, of course, put all the blame on Daniel Rogers and said he was afraid of Daniel. He thought if he didn't comply, Daniel would do something to him. Is that true? No one knows. We still don't know. The men had separate trials and Daniel's was first. He testified during his own trial, but Darren was considered unavailable And wasn't called to testify in Daniel's. Daniel did not admit until trial that he was present at his own house when Preston was killed. He said he was trying to break up a knife fight between Preston and Darren. Then Preston came at him with a knife, so he shot him in self-defense. Which doesn't even make sense. Why would he come at the other guy with a knife? He said Darren chased him down and brought him back to the basement and shot him. He said he didn't participate in the chopping, but he helped clean up and dispose of the evidence. And is any of that true? We don't know. Yeah, we no- don't know. It's he said, he said, and then the other guy is not here anymore. So the jury convicted Daniel Rogers of first-degree murder, and the district court imposed a fixed life sentence. He's currently serving his life term at the Idaho Correctional Center and was last denied parole back in 2005. So Darren was only charged with six years. What? Yeah. As an accomplice because he complied with police. Basically, we don't know which one. To me, it both seems like they're equally involved in this murder. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. There's nothing to prove. One was more involved than the other. But since he led them to evidence and talked, he got six years. The other guy got life. Isn't that wild how that?
0: If I was the guy that got life, I-
1: They both threw each other under the bus. Sure. But it's the one that just told police everything they wanted to know. That's the only difference. To this day, no one even knows what their fight was over in the first place. Neither man has ever said. They were trying to figure out who was trying to kill Preston and then later his own friends kill him.
0: So surely maybe one of them. Maybe
1: they are the ones that called to threaten him. Mm -hmm. This is just speculation, but since drugs were involved, maybe it was drug-related. We don't know. But I'm just trying to think what would cause
0: your friend to do that. Your
1: friends, yeah. I don't know. So over the years, numerous people have lived in this murder house. Several people rented it out during the 90s. And the house even spent time as a Boise State University frat house. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, in the 2000s. But there haven't been any official paranormal instances that occurred in the house. Anything official. Right. Well, most people that have lived there, including frat guys and stuff, agreed that the house creeped them out and that it was unsettling, specifically the basement. But they didn't have any encounters.
0: They were just creeped out because they knew. It was just,
1: I mean, which makes sense. If I knew that happened here, I'd be really creeped out. But since Darren's been out of prison for a long time now, I mean, he was out of prison in the 90s. I tried to see what he was up to today. I couldn't find a single thing on him. Anything you look up, it just goes back to this in the 80s. So I'm hoping that means he stayed out of trouble. And if he hasn't been in the news for anything else, then maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully not. But that was a shorter one, but it's one I had never heard about never before. never heard it. Yeah. And I almost covered the Idaho college killings.
0: The ones that just happened? Yeah, but
1: I'm like. Too soon. It's too soon. There's a lot going on. A lot of podcasts are trying to cover it. This will be like a Murdoch thing where it just goes on forever. So I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm glad you covered that one because I've never heard it. Yeah, I, I like, well, like, I'm interested in murder houses, the for history sure. of it. But, yeah, if you live near Boise, let me know if you know about this house. So is is the house still up and mm-hmm. people are living in it? The same guy has rented it out for decades. Okay. It's not in great shape, though. It just looks like a normal house. It's just kind of dilapidated. Yeah. Hmm. But. Yeah.
0: So it's not an Airbnb.
1: It's no Airbnb. Maybe it's rented out to poor college kids.
0: I wonder how many murder houses are Airbnbs that we don't know about, that we've stayed in.
1: Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean, they probably don't have to list that.
0: I mean, the worst is, what's the movie where the girl rents the, we just watched it. The girl rents the Airbnb and then it has the basement. Yeah. What is that? I can see the cover of like the movie poster and it's got Justin Long in it. What
1: is it? It's rot- and, and Barbarian. Barbarian. Yes. Oh, I'm like, what is that movie? <gasps> that, yeah, weird. that was
0: why That movie had my anxiety. I have not seen
1: Barbarian. It's good. It's one of the best horror movies I've seen in a it's long time. It's good. Justin Long, as goofy as he is, he's usually in good horror movies. Yeah. He's so like dorky kind of. Yeah. You're like, oh, come on. Yeah. But I don't know. Ex- except the drinking milk from the teat. Oh, I almost God. puked when I saw that. Oh,
0: uh, Anyways, watch Barbarian.
1: Yes, that's actually a really good movie. It's okay. on Netflix, I think. If not, it's on HBO. It's on one of the
0: streamings. You find- just
1: Google it. I think just it Google is on it. HBO. Let's take a break because even though we're running the AC, it's still hot up here.
0: You ready for mine? I am. So between 1979 and... 1982, five people went missing in Lewiston, Idaho. So Lewiston and Clarkston are in Soton County where the Snake and Clearwater Rivers merge. So that right where they come together. And it's near Hell's Canyon, which is... It's dark. Lots of woods. Yeah. Lots of gorges. Mm. Super small town. Probably like the one you grew up in. Not a whole lot there. A lot of factories employ people. There is a college there, the Lewis Clark State College. And this is where Christina attends. She is originally from Boise and enrolled here to study accounting. Very petite girl, very pretty, artistic. Wanted to open up an art gallery eventually. But she takes a job at the Civic Theater with her 18-year-old stepsister, Brandy. So, like I said, Christy's artsy. She just kind of wanted to be in that art scene, mm-hmm. which is why she's at the theater. She's a janitor, but the theater did hang some of her artwork up. Ooh, so, that was good. that was really cool. So these sisters are really close. Um, When Brandy graduated high school, she talked her parents into letting her move to Lewiston to be with her big sister. September 12th, 1982. Christy and Brandy go grocery shopping. They left a note for Christy's boyfriend, who was on his way over, supposedly. But he ended up falling asleep and didn't come over until the next morning. So he gets there she's not there sister's not there finds the note he doesn't hear from her Hmm. like she's not call them he goes to her school the next day so now it's two days goes to her school no one's seen her her work no one's seen her he goes to the police department and reports her missing which good for him a yeah. lot of dudes would have been like, she's just mad at me. She's so, going away. Yeah. She's yeah. pissed at me because I didn't come over. So she's sulking somewhere mm-hmm. and ignoring me. But he was like, no, I'm going to report her missing because this is. That's good. This is off. So her parents are freaking out now because mm-hmm. both of their daughters are gone. They search their apartment and everything's there. Hmm. Luggage, uncashed paychecks, their cat. Police are. Thinking that maybe the girls joined a cult. Huh? Because it's the eighties and they would take the cat. Okay? Every <laughs> no. Everybody's in a cult. Oh my gosh. In the eighties.
1: So maybe they're Satanists. Yeah, in the maybe woods. maybe they're in a cult. No, the cats are welcome there too. They, I mean, yes. come on. They're not gonna leave their cat. No.
0: So meanwhile, there's another person reported missing in the same town. Thirty-five-year-old Stephen Pursaw. Same thing. Search his house. Everything's there, including an uncashed paycheck. And they figure out that all three of these people work at the movie theater together. Oh. Or not the movie theater, the civic theater. It's where they put on yeah, plays like and community things. Theater. Yeah, community theater.
1: Interesting, because when you said guy, I thought that's kind of weird that Well, and they're in their yeah. eighteen and early twenties.
0: Yeah. He's a thirty-five year old man.
1: Totally different.
0: Yeah. He's missing too. They all work at the same hmm. theater. And they were all working the last night anyone had seen them. Oh. Some thought, obviously, he's done something. Right. And then he's now he's run away because he's yeah. definitely involved. So, a little bit about Steve. He joined the military after high school, it was very quiet and kind hearted. He also attended Lewis Clark State College and, um, did charcoal drawings. Oh, okay. So he was very artsy too. He was the set artist at the theater. And on the night that he disappeared, several people saw him at the theater around midnight. His girlfriend dropped him off there to finish up some projects and do his laundry. Because he didn't have a washer, so he would just do his laundry at the theater. His duffel bag full of laundry when they searched the theater was not there. Was not found. So, if he did run away, he had clean underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, his friends and family and Brandy and Christie's family, no one believes that Stephen did anything to the girls. They all know him. Mm-hmm. They think he's way too nice and too kind. And this just, he would, no way. It's not something he would do. No way. He wouldn't have done it. So, there's another guy that works at the theater with all three of them. His name is Lance. And he had been working with Steven on the night that he disappeared. And this guy was a big dude. He's like 6'6". He's a bit odd according to some people. Just Same. nothing. <laughs> nothing in particular just that he's just kind of an odd duck. Yeah. I know those. So police look into him and you know what's his story. Mm-hmm. He's a Boy Scout leader, despite not having any children, which is not a good look. You know what's weird to me? Not to digress, but why is that weird that if a man does something with children yeah. but it's considered creepy. But yeah, if a woman is true. if a woman does it, no one bats an eye. That is true. Just something that always makes me go, that's Maybe he's just a nice guy that grew up without a dad and wanted to be a father figure His to another Boy kid. Scouts, though
1: have had a lot of allegations of sexual abuse, though. So right, well, not so much the Girl Scouts. Right. So I guess eh, I don't know.
0: So Lance was also connected to another missing person's case. So oh, gosh. in this instance, okay, it was spot on to think, okay, that's weird. Maybe he is a bad guy. Mm. 12-year-old Christina White was reported missing in 1979. She liked riding her bike. She liked riding horses. Just a typical little girl. So the day that she disappeared, she goes to the county fair with her mom and her sister. Mm -hmm. Then her mom dropped her off at her friend's house with her bike because the two little girls were going to go work with some horses. The, the little girlfriend of hers mm-hmm. had, had a horse. So they were going to go, you know, play ponies, brush its hair, all the things. After she gets there, though, Christina starts feeling bad. So she tells her friend, I'm going to call my mom and go home. Hmm. Little friend leaves, goes to the horse house. What's it called? The barn.
1: The barn. <laughs> the, the horse, horse
0: house. house. <laughs> so she goes to the barn. Christina calls her mom. And the way that they lived was very close. So her mom tells Christina, Walk your bike to the end of the road, which was, they kind of met up at a tee. I'll come down there and get you. So her mom goes and waits. She doesn't show up. She waits some more. No Christina. So she's thinking, she probably felt better and just went ahead and went up to the. To the horse house. Yeah.
1: The horse house.
0: So it gets dark. Christina's not home. Her and her husband start searching everywhere. They cannot find her. They report her missing around midnight. Her mom and stepdad polygraphs. They're investigated. They're cleared. People start speculating. It may have been a carny since the fair was in town, mm-hmm. and typically these folks are very transient,
1: and they're always quick to be blamed too. Yes, carnies—they're not always, yeah. always the best people to
0: have hanging around your town. No offense to carnival workers; there are some great ones, but there are some dangerous ones too. Yeah, so they check out some of the workers, but it's all dead ends. There's, hmm. there's just nothing. So, what's the connection? Between this little girl, yeah, that's, and the three missing, Lance, Lance, the man who works with them at the theater, was the boyfriend of Christina's little friend's mother, oh. so he lived in the house with the mom and her little girlfriend, where her mother dropped her off, that so is he was odd yes, so he's there in the house when she disappears. Mm. So he's interviewed. He says, you know, he's interviewed about the three missing people. And he says, yeah, I was there that night. I saw Steven. He left around nine. I left and went and got some pizza, came back to the theater and eventually fell asleep there. He says he never saw Steven again. (sighs) Which is bullshit because the girlfriend's like, no, no, no. I took him back there. And dropped him off and watched him go inside. So I know he was in the theater. But there's nothing to hold him on. Yikes. So they let him go. There's no leads, no evidence, and really no suspects at this point. Kristen David. She attends the University of Idaho in Moscow. She wanted to be a journalist. She decided to ride her bike in the summer of 1981 to Lewiston and was mm-hmm. going to be spending the night with her sister and start a new job at one of the factories the next morning. Well, she never showed up at work. Ugh. Her best friend called her sister and tells her, look, she, you know, basically, we got her this job and she's not here. Immediately, her sister reports her missing. Good. Police do the whole, it's not been 48 hours thing. <sighs> So the family kind of takes matters into their own hands, and they began searching for her. They don't find anything. Eight days later, a fisherman finds her body in Snake River. She had been dismembered and wrapped in newspaper, then stuffed into four trash bags, and was identified through her dental records. Wow. Further investigation showed blood on the bridge above the river, so she had been tossed off the bridge. Guess what else? She also worked at the theater. She was a costume designer. Jeez. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's That can't be a coincidence. Too many people.
0: Right. So, the FBI is brought in at this point because her body was found on the Washington side of Snake River. So now we've got five people roughly connected to this one dude. Only one body's been found. Mm -hmm. There's no physical evidence to connect him to anybody. So 18 months after the three disappeared, a man walking in Kendrick, Idaho, finds a human skull off the highway.
1: Oh my, God. off the highway.
0: Yeah, like the, like a major highway. Finds a skull. The skeletal remains of two bodies were found and sent to pathology. They were the bodies of Christy and her sister Brandy. They had been strangled. The area was searched. Damn. Stephen's body was not found with the girls. So Lance is brought in for more questioning. He refuses a polygraph. Which is no big deal. I would, too. I would, too. So he's chatting with the cops and lets it slip that he was arrested in California for breaking into a funeral home. There was a young woman inside who had died under mysterious circumstances. So they contact the police in California and they tell them in 1972, 17-year-old Antoinette Anino was on a double date with her boyfriend and a friend. She gets mad at her boyfriend, walks away, her naked body washed up on the beach the next morning. Mm. Lance is found later that very night, breaking into a funeral home where her body was taken. He tells them he's there to see his girlfriend, which she was the only one there. Mm. He's arrested for burglary, burglary, but
1: later released. He just volunteered that information. He like before they called. He like California. let it slip. Yeah, like oh well. This
0: one time. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So they find out that Lance owns two homes in Lewiston. The neighbors tell police they saw him digging in the backyard late at night. Sometimes he sells these homes though, and police immediately get permission from the new owners to search the properties. They bring in heavy equipment, jackhammers, break up all the concrete mm-hmm. in the basement, bring cadaver dogs in, but find nothing. So to this day, none of these cases have been solved. Ugh. The FBI has these cases and urges anyone who knows anything to call the FBI, come forward. Even if it's the smallest thing, like we always say, it may be a huge oh, thing. Yeah. But there are just way too many connections to this Lance guy. I'm not saying he did it.
1: Yeah. I don't it's know. It's odd. It's very odd. How? I don't know any missing persons, you know. And if I knew and multiple. You're, you're <laughs> the one connecting. Right. Like that little girl is not connected to those other people. No. I've heard about this and I feel like there was a show. There was a show
0: on, well, i I've. I found several podcasts. It's um, been a minute
1: that but there's, I watched it's it. A,
0: there's a People magazine investigates. I love People. I do too. I can't remember the episode, but it there's a People. I watched it a long time ago. Anyways, if you know anything, call somebody. Let them know. Yeah. That's insane. All of those people never solve. It's like they have the person, but they can't get... They can't do anything.
1: Oh, it was called Cold Valley, and it was in 2018. I knew it was a while back. Yeah, and they basically examine the cold cases that took place between 1979 and 1982. Detective Jackie Nichols believes that the cases may someday be solved by DNA. That was a good show. I remember yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, missing persons cases just drive me wild. And that reminds me. Disappeared is back. Is it? Yeah. And the Bradley sisters are on an episode.
0: Well, speaking of um, -er Mm old-er-ish cases, there's a BTK update. It just came out today. Hmm. Well, it happened on Tuesday, so yesterday. It was revealed that cops with shovels are searching the property the serial killer used to own in Park City, Kansas, which is about 10 miles north of Wichita. In 2013, BTK's home was sold at auction for $35,000. $35,000? Wow. I paid more for my car
1: (laughs) than a home. That's pretty wild
0: for a house. The theory is he could have placed evidence of cases under stone pavers under a metal shed that he built in the early 90s. Hmm. His daughter told the police, told the news, not the police. Like driver's licenses in jars, she said. Ugh. She said that detectives were digging a hole in the ground where the shed used to stand. The new search is launched after police got a tip about Cynthia Kinney, who went missing at the age of 16 in 1976. Investigators digging up the property are from Osage County, Oklahoma. Hmm. Kinney went missing from Osage County. The team was last seen getting into a 1965 Plymouth Belvedere on June 23rd, 1976 with two other people and leaving a laundromat. I can confirm we are following leads of missing persons and murders possibly related to BTK, the Orange County Sheriff said. So, wow, that's kind of crazy. He was interviewed. By the sheriff in Kansas in early 2023, Whoa, and wow. he pressed him for information about the girl. He was also questioned over the over the murder of Shauna Garber, who was 53, and she was killed on Halloween in 1990. She was raped and strangled mm. and found dead a month after she disappeared in Missouri, but was not identified until 2021. Jeez. So, he denies involvement in both cases, saying he was done talking to the sheriff, but was overjoyed to have met him. So, Ugh. police questioned him about his ties with the Boy Scouts of America, even. Uh-huh. Which
1: grosses Back to the Boy me
0: out. Yeah. Yes. He is currently serving 10 life sentences for the murders he committed in the Wichita area. So, here's my thing. He's confessed to his crimes so mm-hmm. would, why would he not confess to this one also or these i'm sorry yeah. i mean what
1: mm-hmm. do you he won't get anything out no, of it though you don't have anything so to maybe g- keep it to yourself because you and also a lot of these people just don't care i mean like he's got he, he doesn't care about closure it he is nothing to lose yeah yeah he, he doesn't have anything i lose. guess we will wait and
0: see so hmm we, yeah i don't know There's the BTK documentary on HBO and Netflix if you want to refresh your memory about this lunatic. And I found out while I was reading all about this did you know that Brian Koberger Mm -hmm. from the Idaho murders, his professor that he studied under at What's the sales university or wherever he was studying to be? What was it? Criminal, criminology. Mm-hmm.
1: Something, something in that.
0: Something in that. Yeah. Um, was Kathy Ramsland, who worked with Dennis Radar. Is it Raider? I you say, say Radar? Okay. Well, we'll say Dennis Raider. Um, on his autobiography. She helped him write his autobiography. How strange. And then she taught the Ooh. class that he... I mean, 10 degrees of separation, but still. Yeah, that's... I also have another update. Okay. About the
1: case I just covered. That's the thing. We recorded it like three days before the wife, Shanna, was arrested. I know. I'm like, dang it, of course. Of course. (laughs) Our episode aired after. Yes. bananas. When I saw it, I was like... Wait, did I accidentally post our Instagram early or something? Because it was the same uh-huh. picture I used. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this isn't us. So yeah, tell
0: us about it. So, State Attorney Melissa Nelson announced the indictment of his ex-wife um, on first-degree mm-hmm. murder charges in the conspiracy that led to his ambush shooting last year. Shanna Gardner was indicted Thursday morning last week yeah. by a grand jury in Florida and later arrested in Washington State by ATF agents. Uh, She was living up there with her twins and ATF's Jacksonville field office had been assisting um, the police department since the investigation began. She was, she hasn't been as of now, but she will be extradited to Florida, or maybe she has at this point, to face the charges that are solicitation to commit first degree murder Conspiracy to commit first degree murder and child abuse. Mm. Yikes! We both thought.
1: Yeah, we thought she was. She may. This may be the case, but you don't want to accuse. Yeah, Yeah. you don't want to accuse anyone. We still don't know for sure. She hasn't gone to trial, but we both thought she was fishy, especially if you don't have evidence. Especially, why would that want her boyfriend want to kill him? You know what I mean? That's just kind of weird. He had no real motive other than being with her. Pay their renter to do. Yeah, yeah. It seemed weird. So sad for her. That is kids, sad. Now lost they have both a, their parents. That's what maybe pisses me off the most mm-hmm. about people that kill an ex. They lost their mom or their dad, uh-huh. and then you're likely gonna get yeah caught and go to yeah. prison. And these kids are growing up in the system, yeah. or, with or with distant relatives. But still, it's like, but they don't have their job. P- yeah, you really ru- you're ruining their lives. Uh, All a hundred percent. She's they're selfish.
0: So the murder of the father of four received national attention in twenty twenty-two when um Jared was gunned down while trying to move a tire that was blocking the road. Mm. Police say it was a cold-blooded attack. He was targeted. He was shot several times at close range with his two-year-old daughter in the back oh, seat oh. of his SUV. She was not injured. Uh, for five hundred and forty-seven days, we hoped and prayed this day would come, his widow said. There's a pain in our hearts that will never go away, said his brother Adam. Your parents miss you, your wife misses you, and your children miss you. Mario Fernandez, 34, who was married to Shanna, was arrested in March of this year and is accused of orchestrating the murder conspiracy Uh, he faces, charges of first-degree murder with a weapon, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, solicitation to commit a capital felony and child abuse. Hmm. His indictment said he plotted the murder within the four months leading up to his death. But Shanna's indictment says she may have been planning to kill him as early as 2015. Wow. That's what she was talking about in the tattoo parlor, in the, in the gym. Man, you just try to give someone the benefit of a doubt and it just slaps you in the face every time. For real. So, of course, he pled not guilty to the charges against him when he was arraigned in July and prosecutors say they are not offering him a plea deal and they're pursuing the death penalty for him. According to his indictment, he wrote three checks and, you know, to the confessed gunman, Henry Tennant. Uh, Fernandez had been his landlord and investigators say phone records revealed more than 70 calls between the two men before his death so
1: this whole thing's just awful it is and we see these cases over and over and again. people will still kill their exes you're, and think they're gonna get away with it you're not gonna get away with it people just don't get away with it you're we ah, have too much now there's too much how can you be so indifferent
0: about your child's okay I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. If there even is one in this case. I, not that I see why people plan murders. I do not. Don't twist my words. But this man was a very loving father. Very committed to his family. His kids adored him. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like a family man. Do you remember the case that you covered? I don't remember where it was. Maybe Mississippi where the dad was a fucking yeah. nightmare. Yeah. This man was not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, no, this was a fantastic father. No abuse, not mentally, physically, sexually, nothing.
1: You. His relationship with his kids was fine. His Great. relationship with his ex was awful. But it's like. But even. You're it, not together anymore. It doesn't matter. But even. And you're both remarried. Yeah. Just. But even saying that hmm. it was
0: awful. It still wasn't so bad that they didn't go to each other's houses to exchange.
1: You know. There's not police involved. You know what yeah, I'm saying. And they're not going to the court. I mean. I know there was that there was instance a lot of, in the health thing. And he yeah. wouldn't give her that. And that sounded like a. There another. Was, quar- a domestic quarrel there between them. There was a them. lot of quarreling. Back and forth. But nothing... But how do you let that turn into murder? It'd oh. be one thing if you if you believed he was sexually assaulting your children and the you've told people and they won't do anything. I'm not saying that would be okay, but I'm saying I could get... I can understand how someone would get so mad about that. But that wasn't happening. Nothing, yeah. It was just she was sick of yeah. splitting custody, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And then look where it got her. And
0: You know, and it's not just... I mean, men are guilty of having their ex-wives killed too. It's not just women that do this. It's just, yeah. it, I can't even imagine. I hope for the sake of those children that they are okay.
1: And they have mm. a great
0: support system yeah. because they're going to need it. They are. that, mm. And I hope justice is served for Jared's family. I know nothing will bring him back, mm. but
1: maybe hopefully
0: this is some type of Closure for the family, and they can try to rebuild their lives as best as they can. It's just awful, awful.
1: And I mean, not that it matters, but when I was looking up photos for the social media and stuff, like wow, they're just—they all look so quote unquote normal. Yeah, as in, he looked like a family man, someone that I would have on my Facebook or something. Sure. And Shanna, very pretty. Uh She doesn't look like some quote unquote crazy ex wife. Right. Very pretty. Put together, uh, she see, you know what I mean? They right. These just don't, on the surface, seem like people who are going to be... Plotting a murder. Yes. Right. It, it's just, you mm-hmm. see people on the news and you're like, oh, yeah, look at them. Everyone does it. Don't come for me. But <laughs> these people, you're like, what? Right. They just look normal. Well, it's 3,000
0: degrees here this week, in case y'all are wondering.
1: Yes, and we have the AC on in case... We sound bad. I swear it's not audio problems. It's just we're hot and we can't help ourselves. It's
0: not fun, and I'm about to shave my head like 2007 <sighs> Brittany.
1: My gosh, I just mm mm hot. Yeah, I just I don't even know. So we have two new patrons. <gasps> Finally, we got a dry spell. We have, hey, it's and I summer, get it. It happens. Summer. Everyone's busy. Money's tight. It is for us too because my dog keeps breaking windows, and oh we're all th- pulling out our hair over it. But we have Brooke Z from Massachusetts. Very cool. Thank you, Brooke. I don't have her pen in, but there's one other person from Massachusetts, but that's exciting. You're, you might be going up there at some point. Exactly. Right? What's, Brooke, tell us some cool spots to hit up in Boston. If you Salem, go anywhere, there. Yeah, just anywhere. Just anywhere. Just say, tell us about it. And Brittany C from Pennsylvania. I mean... Thank you, Brittany. Two Bs. broken Brittany. Come on, East Coast. I love it. Yes. Thank you for representing. Listen, the East Coast is really carrying us as far <laughs> as patrons. <laughs> we still don't have one in Idaho. Womp womp, womp womp. Womp womp. Or Wyoming or South Dakota or Montana. Or Colorado. That's weird. There's a lot of people in Colorado. <laughs> they don't But anyway, listen to... thank you, Brooke and Brittany. I will send you some stickers soon. And we got an email from Elizabeth from Northern Ireland.
0: You have to read it in an Irish I accent. Can't. Good. I Just am kidding.
1: Irish. So I, how offensive would that be? I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. She said that her mother is the first cousin of William Bonin a.k.a. the freeway killer who murdered 14 teenage boys in the late 70s in California.
0: Oh. Bananas. My gosh.
1: Yeah. I haven't emailed her back to ask questions, but I have questions. Her mom said he was always a nice boy, and she doesn't understand the story of his past. It's, again, it's weird how some people can really seem quote-unquote normal, and then obviously something very dark was...
0: boiling in him because
1: that's wow a first cousin
0: all my first cousins are just
1: you don't have to say i'm just just, joking
0: they're they're not killing
1: anybody (laughs) they're they're pretty boring mine are just killing livers no i'm just joking i'm just joking (laughs) but elizabeth also suggested we look into the unsolved speedway murders in indiana I'm not familiar with that. Well, I'm putting this in my notes immediately. Yeah, yeah, write that down. Unsolved Speedway murders. We'll have to write that down for the future. Unsolved. Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: Lacey's going to steal it.
1: You can write it down. We do have a couple of extra large shirts left and a few. Two x two X's, if anyone wants to snag one. $25, including shipping. DM us on social media or email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com. And also, our audio was a little wonky last week, so we did a poll. And almost 87% said, play it anyway. So we're sorry. So we're sorry, and thank you for being understanding. Some people were like, nothing was wrong with it. There was, and we know, and it's It's okay. It's okay. Just, you, you know, we'll try better next time. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We just know how to research and talk.
0: Sometimes it's... When you think it's going to be jacked up, it's yeah. perfectly normal, and then you'll do nothing different. And the next week, it's weird. I need to find somebody to date that knows audio. I, stuff. Know.
1: I feel like we have friends in every trade except technology no kidding. Or audio. No kidding. Oh, by the way, I asked our friend that works in the funeral <gasps> industry if he's ever been in a casket, and, and he said, No, he's never done that. And he goes, I want to be cremated anyway. <laughs> You know who would? Our friend that we want to look through his sex toy yes, that He would
0: 100% get in a coffin yeah, or a yeah, casket. Yeah.
1: But I was like, okay. I just thought maybe Fair when enough. no one was around, you jumped in one. And Ew. he's like, no, I'd be scared. That.
0: I'd be scared it would shut.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to him about it and said, ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know. Don't want to know. I just know. don't want to be there until I'm dead. Mm-hmm. If I'm there, I don't know if I'm going to get cremated or not. I don't even want to think about it. Mm-mm. No. So... Our new Patreon-only episode is out for the month of August. If you're not a patron and want to join, head to patreon.com slash unitedstatesofmurder. You get early ad-free episodes, a monthly bonus episode, and by now we have a bunch of those. I don't know how many, but it'll say the month and then Patreon only, and you'll you'll know what it is. You get stickers and more, so yeah, join that. And we got another message on Instagram, from a kind listener named Gage. And he said he wishes he could buy us a drink. But as a college kid, he can barely get himself a drink. <laughs> I thought that was so sweet. And seriously, listening is support enough. Like, It we really get is. It. I was a college kid once. I get it. I remember scrounging change for Taco Bell. So there's plenty of ways to support us.
0: But if you aren't in college and you want to yeah, buy <laughs> Ashley here a drink, because I'm not pregnant like Lacey. If you want to be our sugar daddy. No. If you want to buy me a drink, I would gladly. She'll take a drink. Drink it. She will. How do they buy us a drink? Me a drink and you can watch me drink it. Go to,
1: the easiest way, go to our show notes. I have all the links in there for social media, our email and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's buymeacoffee.com slash United States of Murder. If that's wrong, I'll edit this out. Go to our Instagram and look at our link in the bio, and it shows all of our links there. Shows all of our links on our website, Mm -hmm. on the show notes. So, yeah, but you can leave us a review. And we have gotten two new reviews that are really sweet.
0: Very cool. We'll have
1: to take a look at that. And if you do leave us a review, let us know who you are because we don't know who it is, and we'll send you a sticker. It's not bribery. It's a gift. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm – always flattered when Gen Z's listen to us. I'm like, oh, as a millennial, I'm like, oh, we're cool? What? No.
0: I mean, <laughs> obviously, Lacey.
1: Well, it's like when we went to True, True Crime Fest in NWA and met some teenagers who listened to us. I was just kind of like... I felt really old. I was like, oh, you like us? I don't know. It made me feel special. Well, good, Lacey. I know. I need to feel special. <laughs> It's hormonal. <laughs> speaking of which, I got my new tooth today. my My permanent. I've had a temporary on this sucker see. for three weeks. Is, it, is your mouth sore? No, I didn't even get numb. They just popped, popped it, off, it off, popped it on, popped it on. So the tooth I partially lost in France, and then they thought they fixed it in Italy. They didn't. Girl, I had to come back to the USA to get it right. Did
0: you keep your tooth that nope. they took
1: off? I was actually thinking I should have asked for it, but I don't. I'm there so much I don't want to seem weird.
0: That's not weird. I'd be like Can I'm I a have frequent this? flyer at the dentist. <laughs> They're like, oh hey, Lacey, come on back. Well, um, I watched The Pope's Exorcist. It's streaming on Netflix now.
1: Oh, it's on Netflix, I'll have to see it. Definitely
0: some jump scares. Good. Um, probably not nightmare inducing. Good. Um, I don't want nightmares. I want
1: scary. I don't also, want
0: it is a um. A daytime demon movie, if you will. I, I don't want to watch it at night. Okay, I wouldn't watch it
1: again at night. So Sometimes it's a little I like that. Sometimes it, it gets dark so late in mm-hmm, the summer here, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a annoying to have to start a movie at nine o'clock on a work right. night.
0: It's a it's a definitely a daytime one okay. because I think if it was dark, I, I maybe would have a nightmare. Ooh. So, um, pretty good. If you don't have Netflix, Lacey's password to her account is. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: Netflix, man, they're bumming me out with raising all my all the prices. Has it went up again? Mine's auto drafted. What they did recently, my mom used my Netflix and I used her Peacock. I think like uh-huh. we had a an understanding going, oh, yeah. but then they did that thing where if yeah. someone's on your account, yeah. but it's still not bad. I think she has to pay eight bucks extra instead of having her own account. You well, know what I mean? They
0: well, they did that because Max's dad and I share, mm-hmm. and so I just went to his house and logged on his TV with my stuff, and it works. Huh? So, because I mean, Max is over there a lot, so he he has his shows he watches. On
1: oh, Netflix. I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Real quick, can uh, we talk about all these houses that are exploding? Do what? you watch? You don't watch the news. I haven't a minute. There have been so many houses just fucking randomly exploding.
1: From what?
0: In New Jersey, four people killed. What? Pennsylvania, six people killed. North Carolina, just yesterday, one person killed. I don't know. If, and these houses are completely obliterated. This house, these houses just well, that freaks me explode. out. Explode, and it's just nothing but rubble and Ugh. just pieces of wood and. Blown apart people
1: oh my gosh no i haven't heard of this you need to look it up after
0: we're done i don't i mean maybe it's gas leaks do you have gas yeah oh jesus i i do too for like a heat
1: with gas for our, and my not hot with, water heater we have it for our fireplace it's not your hot water heater's not gas i don't know is your heater
0: gas your heat
1: it might be i just know our stove is not but could be but we had to get it all connected for our fireplace. I don't know. But yes, we have gas.
0: I think it's like they're saying. Maybe there's a conspiracy theory oh, here. Oh boy. Is that
1: on TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't even
0: looked into it. But okay. they the literally these houses are just and you can see some people have ring footage of Oh no. Like the that house would be in their so neighborhood. Terrible. It's awful. And these houses have Two of them had children inside. Oh, man.
1: No. Awful.
0: So awful. There's
1: nothing you can do about it. Just blows up. Random.
0: You know what I've been worried about with all this heat? Don't laugh at
1: me. Human combustion?
0: Well, also That's that. That's a new one to add. Add that to your list. I'm worried about my lawnmower blowing up in my garage.
1: Or, Ours just broke. We or, had to buy a new one.
0: I saw it downstairs. Your new one Electric, in your box. yeah. But also my gas. Can that sits in my garage?
1: I get paranoid about my gas can too.
0: I'm like, I don't want my house to explode. I know. It makes me I
1: think nervous. about that too.
0: Now I'm like, gonna be driving home like Cruella Deville, trying to hurry up and get there and make sure that my house didn't explode. It's
1: like, I already have to worry about if my straightener's on or off. Oh God, God, if I have to turn around one There's more time, one more thing I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. So, where are we next week? Asking for a friend, because I don't know. <laughs>
0: Think New Mexico.
1: Uh-oh. Ooh. Let me look like It's bit. been a minute since we've been there, and we don't have any patrons there either, or Arizona. This is going to The West sense. is dry. Yep. New Mexico. New Mexico. The, is it the enchantment state? No, probably not. That isn't a thing. That's not a thing. Anyway, we'll figure it out before our intro next All week. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.